Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 192. And we have a guest, Tomas. Use the uh, Irish phraseology, and that has a little squiggly thing over the A. He has been on one or two times before, and who I believe specifically requested these episodes. That I did, Alan. Good evening. Welcome to Gatecast episode 192, season 9 of SG1. A lot of changes this season, as Alan says. We've got Thomas, who's our uh, first guest of season 9. Howdy, howdy. How have you been, Thomas? I've been, been actually pretty well. Enjoying work for the most part. Can't complain. Or well, if I did, it I wouldn't can, really I matter. Can, I can. <laughs> I would say that would be refreshing. Then I talk to Alan. <laughs> <laughs> and when are you officially moving? That's a complicated question with very patriot answer. I finished work at 16.00 and one second on the 13th of September. I leave Balana at some point relatively early in the morning on the 14th of September. And I leave the country. On the 17th of September. So the 17th then? I tend to provide all possible answers. Thomas will definitely be returning later next season for the 200th episode. We will try to get him on before that. In that regard, if you do fancy joining us for an episode of Season 9 or Season 2 of Atlantis, get in touch. There are spaces available. Many. Well, I asked Jeff, why isn't why isn't he put his name down? He said he was giving some other people a chance. <laughs> Jeff has gone beyond guest. Jeff is now a regular contributor. I have a hierarchy in my head. Sort of like what Scott was way back in season one of SG1? No, Scott was co-host. I still include him in the tags for the MP3. I'm not sure he's noticed. Shall we commence or... My bubble wrap did not arrive. I am very annoyed. I planned on wrapping most of my delf tonight. Did you really expect everything to go right? No, but I expected one thing to go right. I've known this guy for years. The problem is if people tell me they'd be here in 15 minutes, I tend to be rather precise. And that was at 18.53, which is 16 minutes ago, and he's not here yet. Oops, hang on. Right, he'd be here in about 15 minutes. <laughs> Lovely. So if we'd started at the original planned recording time, he wouldn't have interrupted it. We can dart and doorbell rings. No worries. I've noticed since this room emptied, there's more of an echoey quality to my voice. I haven't seen a clear floor here in this room since about two weeks after I moved in. Yeah, amazing. You've got carpet. I do. Okay, I should tweet. Should I not? Yep. I still hate the official Twitter app. It is a thing of evil. Evil. I still have yet to get Twitter. Would you like me to explain it to you? I'm pretty sure I know how it works. Ah, I'm assuming you were using get in the American sense. Yes. As in comprehend. No, 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 as in actually acquire Twitter. <laughs> and Thomas, did you hear my ringtone there? No, I did not. Badgers, 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 badgers. <laughs> I quite deliberately picked possibly the most irritating ringtone I could find. I have my phone on vibrate so it won't go off on us. And sitting here in the peace and quiet. Are you a fan of science fiction and fantasy? Do you enjoy genre television and comic books? then you should be listening to the Sci-Fi Dig podcast found at sci-fi-dig.com. 
where every week I discuss an episode of genre television. Sci-Fi Dig, it's not just a podcast, it's a community. SciFiDig.com That was the promo for Sci-Fi Dig, one of the very first podcasts I regularly listened to way back when. And Aaron is currently taking a short break from his Fringe retrospective to present a segment called My Dad the Geek, which is co-hosted by his daughter, Rihanna. And they review sci-fi and genre movies from two different generations and perspectives. They've recently discussed The Terminator, Star Wars, and Unbreakable. It's well worth a listen. Now, I noticed whenever I played the second video, it doesn't have the previously on, does it? It goes straight on. Yeah, that's why I was considering combining both these episodes. Not to worry. We'll sort that out when we get to it. No line on this episode, folks. We're all looking at a blank screen at 0000. Yes, a blank screen. Yep, just before we start, a quick thank you to Brad and Kevin for retweeting our intention to record. No, four new interactions. Brad did reply, Whoa, big night of recording. I'll get my thoughts of these episodes in shortly. Can I also point out that this is likely to be the last recording that we do in this country? Yep, you've said that for the last three, so... Uh, yeah, but I really mean it this time. So you can hear me fine? Yeah. New headset. Jump in, say anything. Don't wait. God knows we don't. We interrupt each other. Mike duly fixes it in post, unless it's personally embarrassing to me, in which case he leaves it in and enhances it, and occasionally loops it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. I'm sure that bit will be included too. Come try ya! Okay. You want to do the countdown? Yes. A three. A doll. A hen. Ricky. Bugle. Yeah. Nice view of the Stargate and shiny shoes. Hmm. Senate. Lieutenant Colonel Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> Walter. Two years ago. Yes. Dogfight over Antarctica. SG-1 found the ancient outpost, took out Anubis's fleet. That's him. I thought it was only like a season mm. back, though, so usually season covered a year, right? Uh, you can assume so, yeah. Remember, no matter what, we're here to protect SG-1 at all costs. Ah, the X-303. Why not use this? Target the Alkesh first, glider second. Go low, boys and girls. Prometheus has our backs. Hmm. They cost enough money. Yeah. Every chance they can reuse it, because it does look spectacular. Indeed. Hmm. Anyone else thinking this is a deliberate homage to half? Possibly. You can, but if you're going to do a battle on Earth, you've got to really do it in somewhere remote where people aren't going to see it. And where's remote? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Antarctic. The two-person. Yes. <laughs> SG-1, this is Hammond. This is all new. Oh yeah, this is all, uh, camera's shaking like hell. Contact! One bandit on the deck and inbound. Tally one. I say, whoever storyboarded this must have been having a hell of a time. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> so close. Oh dear. We've been hit. Left thruster is down. Contact! Two bandits on our six. Ooh! <laughs> It was his last day before retirement as well. I hope we filled out his insurance form before he went on this mission. Blue leader, we've got your six. This really is some beautiful CGI work. The dynamics of the flight just look so real. Nice shot, Red. Oh well, there goes your wingman. <laughs> He's not just being hit, okay? He's he was obliterated. 
A nice and effective CGI shot showing the burning wreckage falling to the ground. Good close-up there of Cameron as well. Chief Master Sergeant Walter Harriman. Huh, one of the rare occasions when we hear his first name. Yep, brand new start. Bigger than I thought it'd be. This is really a pilot for a series called Stargate Command. Welcome to Stargate Command. <laughs> Where's the bunting, though? Ah, new credit sequence. Uh, yep, to be honest, don't look quite as good. Mainly because mostly CGI. Mm. Exactly. Whereas that old sequence was literally having a camera within millimetres of the gate and spinning it. Right then, Avalon Part 1. Stargate Season 9, Episode 1, Gatecast Episode 192. This episode was written by Robert C. Cooper and directed by Andy Mikita. Got its premiere in the US July the 15th, 2005. The UK got it October the 11th. Canada November the 10th. The Australians June the 29th, 2006. Germany November the 1st. And France February the 18th. Few episodes with the same title. Citizen Smith, Veritas the Quest and the Battle for Earth. Mm. Avalon is a word used quite often in episode titles for various shows. What is surprising is that it's rarely used by itself. Normally always used in conjunction with other phrases. Even the series Merlin didn't have an episode titled Avalon. Yep, that right car looked like it was better on the SO over. <laughs> Feel free to have a seat. General Lander will be with you shortly. She's finishing up a briefing with SG-12. Thank you, sorry. I'll be in default. Probably a silent D. Or a silent N. I was amused by the basketball goal on the wall over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's RDA, isn't it? Your it's parents, RDA. buddy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the heroes. Alright, boys and girls, listen up. We've got a change of plans. New orders from General Hammond. We are no longer going after Anubis' mother's ship. SG-1 is on its way to Antarctica in a cargo ship. Laying all the groundwork, of course. Commander of a fighter squadron. Male and female pilots as well. Hmm. Mm. They'll survive. Some of yes. you may not. ETA is nine minutes. Expect the enemy to throw everything they have at us. All right, saddle up, folks. Cocky sons of bitches. Marines. Never liked him. And Bo Bridges. Like I said, a, a lot of changes. You must be Colonel Mitchell. Yes, sir. It's good to be here, sir. And your service record's impeccable, Mitchell. What's wrong with you? Mm. <laughs> sir, nobody's perfect. Everyone has some sort of character flaw. Should you really know your own character flaw? Yeah. Sometimes I can be impatient, sir. No. All pilots have type A personalities. I'm talking about your kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Walter! Files on your desk of the personnel folders you're about to request, sir. About to request? Walter, I'd appreciate it. Push the button to talk, sir. Always crack me up in MASH when, yeah, Walter O'Reilly used to do it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Walter. You know, the thing that's hardest to get used to around here is how good everybody is at their job. Fact is, I like yelling at people. Never get the damn chance. I'll try not to lower the average, sir. I'd say Ben Browder, when he uh, came to the scene, chose to downplay his character. Mm. He chose this assignment, you know, expecting to be a little <laughs> more enthusiastic. He actually went away and watched all eight seasons of SG-1. So when he asked jokes that he read all the reports, he's quite right. You heard the disconnected voice of the little sergeant with psychic powers. Rob C. Cooper in the commentary actually chimed in at that point, <laughs> except for the bad episodes, of course. General, I'm here to join SG-1. Colonel, you're here to lead SG-1. Nothing like a few surprises on your first day at the new job, is there? <laughs> like, oh boy. Uh, what about Lieutenant Colonel Carter? 
Well, she's taking command of Stargate's R&D out of Area 51. Since when? Last week. Yes, we also have a new dress code. Lederhosen and clogs. <laughs> Tilk left the program over a month ago. I'm surprised General O'Neill didn't tell you. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's just like Jack. That's Jack for you. You know, I looked for the key to that desk for a week before I finally got him to admit he never had one. The man never opened a drawer the whole time he was here. I like all the patches on the back wall. Very different characters to both Hammond and O'Neill. Bo Bridges, of course, who's playing Major General Hank Landry. He's recently been in Franklin and Bash, White Collar, Brothers and Sisters, the brother of Jeff Bridges. Mm expresses himself poorly when faced with unexpected challenge? Your sheet says that you have outstanding leadership skills. Take the files, Colonel. Choose your team before I start to question the accuracy of that claim. And there we go, the little bit of steel in the backbone. Yes, sir. Ooh, Jackson's got a rather scruffy-looking <laughs> beard. Does this mean he's his evil twin? Yeah. <laughs> he's used that mirror, he's from an alternate reality. They were a little worried that Ben and Michael look a little alike. It's one of the reasons he grew his beard a little longer. They grow out a bit. Finally. You don't, uh, you don't want to help. No, actually, I came to see if I could talk you into staying. You're kidding. I've been given command of SG-1. Wow. Well, well good for you. You, uh, you deserve it. I think the SGC still needs you. Whoa, there's lots of other guys. You're the world's foremost expert on the ancients. Yes, and that's why I'm going to Atlantis, city of the ancients. <laughs> you think? Uh. Oh, ain't it nice to see Daniel all enthusiastic about going to Atlantis? Last time didn't make it so far. But there were benefits. <laughs> that meant Colonel Carter, Tilk, and yourself. Not two letters, a dash, and a number. Well, that's nice. I wanted to be on the front line working with the best. I wanted to learn from you. Look, this is all very flattering, but... Uh... That's not the point. Huh? Not the great introduction between yeah. these pair. Yeah, no way. I owe you one. We all do. Oh, flashback again. Mm. We've lost the turbine. Heads up, Blue Leader. This is Carter. We have another bandit incoming. I see it, Major. Actually, this, this is where the hero bit comes on. He, you know, he, he has every right to pull out of this dogfight and return home. Fox two. Splash, one out, cash. Bye bye, nice cash. Nice. That was close. <laughs> <laughs> nice bit of editing that was as well. Listen, Jackson. Oh, Jackson. <laughs> I don't want you to stay because you think you owe me one. But you do, by the way. Unless, of course, you're considering it. Oh, no, no. I was, I was just going to offer you my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I assume it's rented. <laughs> it's not just giving it to him. Right. Ooh, pricey. Yeah, that's construction equipment, isn't it? <laughs> Cargo shuttles used as portable cranes. Hmm. Well, it's got a real high council feel to it. Hope you're taking lots of before and after pictures. <laughs> you can't go wrong with columns. Columns and flames. Hmm. Still kind of SG me. Hmm. I don't know, them thick wool robes next to all them braziers. Yeah. It's got to be hot on a desert planet, so... Yeah. I can offer some names of those I consider to be honourable warriors. I appreciate that. I know you're busy. We are attempting to build a whole new system of government that will span Jafar worlds throughout the galaxy. Yeah, how's that going? Not well. Yeah, they have uh, the Jaffa have got a long way to go. Mm. With freedom comes all sorts mm. of uh, issues, especially amongst rival Jaffa who follow different system lords. 
I understand Major Davis and SG-7 are trying to help out. All right, that's caused problems as well. Many view the Tari with the same level of mistrust as a would-be enemy. They see the proposed system of government as a means to control and subvert their newly acquired freedom. My allegiance to the Tari is not serving me as well as you might think in winning votes from the most traditional of the Jaffa electorate. Wow. Politics really does suck everywhere you go. Indeed. Ah, and indeed. And if you're part of a faction that have 100 Alkesh and you bring to the bargaining table one mm. hell of an argument. The council's returning from recess. Let's go. Sure. It's been good to see you, Colonel Mitchell. Yep. I will forward a list of names as soon as I am able. Have fun. Yeah, I do. Ratnor, played by Obi Defoe. And there he goes. <laughs> this really isn't working out well, is it? <laughs> Hi. Cameron Mitchell, Colonel. Excuse me, can you tell me which way to the Stargate? Stargate. Chapa I. Cha Hello. <laughs> yes. Oh, being ignored by an alien woman. <laughs> It's to your right. That's the way you came in. Mm. Oh, new stock footage. Hi, Cameron. Hey, Sam. It's good to see you. Sorry it took me so long to get back to you. We have been up to our ears double-checking the new hyperdrive. And then the uplink was jammed with the long-range plotting program being transmitted by the Asgard. <laughs> it doesn't even get to talk to Sam face-to-face. Mm. -face. How you been? You look good. Thanks. Listen, Sam, come back and rejoin SG-1. <laughs> I heard you'd been given command. Congratulations. A bit of green screen magic. She wasn't on the end of a closed-circuit camera this time. Mm -hmm. Dr. Lee is pouting because you got the post over him. Really? No, I made that up. I think everybody after eight years have just had enough. Well, you could almost consider this a spin-off, kind of. Robert C. Cooper and Andy Makita, they kept referring to this as a pilot. Mm. It would have been interesting if they had called it Stargate Command. Yeah, which ran for two seasons. SGU only ran for two. What if the world needs saving because I screwed up because you weren't here in the first place? How about we pretend I didn't say that? Done. Yeah. We've had other good series only go for one, namely Firefly. Firefly didn't get one. Firefly got about a quarter. It's gone through DVDs that I was going to sell or give away, and Firefly just went straight in the box. I'm keeping that one. Poor Cam. Yeah. Well, Walter, doesn't look like we're getting the band back together. R2, fix the engine. Oops, sorry. Oh, Wrong dear. franchise. <laughs> but this is definitely reminiscent no, of it. clearly not. <laughs> oh, he don't look good. <laughs> I thought that was a she. What, is Rhea? No, it's a blow, that is. I'm losing it. Hang on back there. Eject. Eject. Yep. <laughs> Any other comms working? <laughs> Do right. Mayday, mayday. We are going in. Repeat, we are going in. It looks like the steep bank. Oh, pulls up at the last second. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. Mm. Nicely done, that was. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> so, did you decide to go with the desk at an angle or flush with the door? Is that what this is about? You come all the way to Colorado Springs to check up on me? No, I had to sign the papers to my house and my car, motorcycle. You know, I'll never forget that day on the front porch of my house. You standing there saying you wanted to tell me something about the Stargate program. <laughs> I thought one of us had surely lost his mind. That may actually be true. Beer and chess. It's not his usual Guinness, though. No. Or he's a Heineken. <laughs> They're probably not sponsoring this episode. Mm. Oh, Jack recruited him, then. Yeah. They're drinking Coors Light. Looks like it. That doesn't seem right. 
two generals drinking light beer. Mm. Granted, it is the afternoon by the looks yeah. of it. That's very clear product placement for SG1. <laughs> Jack doesn't strike me as a chess player. A general's only as good as the people he commands. Who said that? I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Douglas MacArthur may have said something similar. Didn't he also say there's no substitute for winning? Huh, you know. <laughs> yep. Nice one, Jack. Actually, it was in war. There is no substitute for victory. <laughs> you seem to have a knack for it. I am fluent in Mandarin, Russian, Spanish, three dialects of Guauld, Tunis, Golap, and the yet unnamed language of the cave people of P3K447. And I hear the Charlie Brown wah 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. Toputa <laughs> ego. Which is actually just I believe you. That's okay as a modern vernacular that can't be directly translated into ancient, however... This is really unnecessary. Onomata netario. Oh, dear. She would get very annoying very quickly. Probably better suited to research. Hmm. The term grunt comes to mind, really, with this uh, The term marine! Something personal. People call me Dave. Call me Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no personality. No. It says here that's your name. Yes. Yeah. The magnetic properties of the planet make it an excellent choice for the long-term study of positively charged ions on the neurons of the brain. Oh, God, this isn't good. <laughs> oh, dear. 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. <laughs> oh, this can't be good. No. Android body recovered from PX3989 and are currently incorporating the experiences of every SG team member since the inception of the program into a viable artificial intelligence. You're going to build a love bot, aren't you? Come on, guys, we know it. You're going to be fully functional. <laughs> you almost feel sorry for it. But we were hoping that with your support, perhaps the funding body would look more favorably on our proposal. Don't make a decision yet. We do have a concise but thorough 380-page... Uh, Sorry, concise and 380 pages doesn't work. <laughs> Not really. They're coming from the surface. I don't know what they are. They're cutting the enemy fleet to shreds. My God, it's beautiful. That looks a bit chilly. It's SG-1. They found what they were looking for. Enemy ships are being destroyed. They're just exploding everywhere we look. Don't worry. <laughs> nice little effect of the eyelids closing. I need an officer. Lieutenant Adam Banks' body was recovered at 0843 this morning. Mummy? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but it's not the same actress that played his mother. Hopefully none of us would be here today if it wasn't for what he did. The Congressional Medal of Honor is the highest award for valor in... Whoa, God, woman. What's Bad really? character her. <laughs> that can't be regulation. Yeah, no card for holding moves. <laughs> On behalf of the president... You get well soon. To be totally honest, Cameron yeah. did some impressive flying mm -hmm. and paid penalty for it, but was he any more deserving than anybody else in that battle? Yeah, he survived. <laughs> Jack knows himself, hence the proviso. Well, not anything. What's up, sir? And what did you hear for this? SG-12 sent word five minutes ago they should be arriving momentarily. Receiving IDC. Open the iris. Let's not bother running the CG animation for the Iris. Ah, Clara. Oh, that's a pleasing sight. It always is. Well, you all have me surrounded. Welcome to the SGC. I'm General Landry. Fala, Fala Maldoran. 
Thank you so much for the lovely greeting party. We all had a wonderful time searching each other, didn't we, boys? Is that a gun in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> Even the guys can't help grinning a bit, can they? I wonder how many takes that took when they do those just broke up. Nice sound effect. Thanks. While I would normally be thrilled to have so much testosterone at my disposal, where's my Daniel? <laughs> Even Claudia said they did the yeah. impossible and gave her boobs. She had boobs, I remember that episode of Firescape where they swap bodies and John does the bouncy thing. Nice to see you too. How have you been? A tablet, the one that leads to the incredible ancient buried treasure. Oh dear. <laughs> Little boy. <laughs> he's not playing. I lied. No, he's not. I had to tell you in person. I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's yours anyway. There's at least a one in hmm, ten chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that had to be a homage to Farscape mm. and the fact that the two characters had a kid. You're the reason we let her through the gate. I'm sorry, sir. I really have to finish packing. The Daedalus doesn't leave for another 12 hours. At least have a look. <clears throat> yeah, you got 12 hours. You're on the clock, Daniel. Gotta admire pants that have... What is that? Are those studs or laces up the backside? It's like laces. Almost laces, corset. it's a corset. Yeah. I have considerable experience with corsets. Were you wearing them at the time? <laughs> hmm. Well, you don't know what's under a wizard's robe, do you? Treasure. Hmm. That'll pique your interest. Well, I can't crack this in a few hours. I know the cipher. Then why do you need me? Well, reading it is one thing. Understanding it is another. The individual I got this from assured me that the treasure it describes is here on Earth. Now, I could have come by ship and looked for it myself, but I know nothing about your fair planet. Other than it seems to have a rather interesting, if somewhat limited, gene pool. Oh! <laughs> look at him. <laughs> there is a slight resemblance. Yeah, it's, it's more the timing of the head look. <laughs> the Jafar may have won their freedom, but there's still more than a few go old out there. Most of them have lost their dynasties, though, and are either on the run or in hiding. Yeah, they're not plotting some means of regaining their power. Yes, and in the meantime, they are having a lot of trouble maintaining the lifestyle to which they've grown so accustomed over the last 5,000 years or so. Selling off the antiques. Mm. Of course, probably a good half of those he got from Catherine's estate was a little while back. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that isn't the issue. The question is, what's it worth? We've got a tweet from Gate Tech Alpha 6. After everything we've seen in SG-1, I feel this is a natural progression of the series. Valor is a nice inclusion and Ben is fun. These markings are cool. The treasure's supposed to be ancient. What do they have to do with this? These are actually only loosely related to the tablet. Yeah, how? Never heard of the gold nut? As in Kashu? Don't trust the Daniel. <laughs> oh, you mean Egyptian sky goddess? Yes. No, never heard of her. These <laughs> were her not ceremonial plain. marriage bracelets. She wore one and her husband of the moment wore one. Of the moment? Yes, she had many. <laughs> nice. Husband of the moment. Oh dear. Ow. What are you doing? <laughs> Shoot her before she puts the other one on. Quick. <laughs> mm. Oh dear, Daniel. Don't need it again. Okay, that was fun. Now, uh, take it off. Not until we find the treasure. What? These bracelets? Uh. Link us together. The tablet is mine, and I want my fair share of what it leads to. Let's face it, though. <laughs> <laughs> that expression. How long have we been at this? Quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daniel's not happy at all. That's the third blade I've gone through. Mm. I think after the first one, you admit defeat. Mm. The hand. 
If we remove the hand, no, I know that on first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to me <laughs> before you make a decision. I thought SG12 checked everything she had on her. <sighs> they did. And in their defense, at that time, the bracelet wasn't giving off any kind of energy signature. I mean, even now, it's, it's barely measurable. That is the problem with some of these artifacts. You know, uh, when they're dormant, they're just pretty pieces of gold. Let me get a staff weapon. No, no, I, I just need a little more time. I mean, I'll find out. He doesn't look too steady on his feet. Oh, yeah. Down we go. Probably from breathing all them fumes in. Are you okay? I'll say this about Dr. Lee. He always tries his best, even though it doesn't always work out quite right. Come to torture me? <laughs> You'd enjoy it too much. Hmm. <laughs> Mental abuse won't work either. I have a daughter about your age. Hasn't listened to me since she was 12. Doesn't matter what I say or do. You're not going to bore me with your personal life, are you? I have to admit, an hour or two of that might break. <laughs> it really does bring the fun back. I'm not here to hurt anyone. And I really do hope this leads to something fabulous for all of us. But it's not easy out there. And I'm sure you can appreciate that a girl has to do what a girl has to do. To Surely who a girl has to do to get by? In Val's case, probably. It is interesting to look back at this Valor compared to the one we see later in Season 10. He thought there was a chance that what you had to offer might be legitimate. And he's the one with an alien device now stuck on his wrist. Daniel's too trusting at times. Mm. A nice steady cam shot. Mm. I'm going to leave entirely up to him. So if I were you... What have you done, General? Mm. And Valor goes down. Not the first time those words have been spoken. I swear I didn't touch her. <laughs> I wanted to. Wakey, wakey, Sleeping Beauty. Your Prince Charming is here. Tilk? Oh, Tilk. He looks like he's had a rough few months. It's all right fighting for your life, but it's politics that kills you. Mm. <laughs> when does the Daedalus leave? I think. I don't know what happened. I was... It's the bracelet. Yes, let that be a lesson. Never accept jewellery from strangers. Figured he might know. Yeah, she said there was some sort of weird ghoul nut marriage thing. I do not believe that to be the case. No? Hmm. Shocker. She yeah. didn't tell you the whole yeah. truth. I've only heard of them in passing a very long time ago. But I believe it was Cronus who used this technology when a prisoner of value needed to be transported by one of his Jaffa. He would affix a bracelet such as this to both the prisoner and the Jaffa responsible for him. If they became separated for more than a short period of time, they would both become ill and die. Both. That's rather clever, isn't it? Uh. <laughs> Hello, Vala. We knew you hadn't gone far. You didn't know? Well, I knew it would make you sick. I didn't know it would have the same effect on me, too. How could you not know? Because the person that I stole it from didn't tell me that part. They're <laughs> <laughs> teenage lovers, aren't they? Oh, God. These pair are made for each other. Question. Why would the Goal design these things that way? To punish the Jafar for his incompetence. Exactly. If you let your prisoner go, you ain't coming back. I am sorry, Daniel Jackson, as I have said. I have only heard of this technology in passing. Please tell me you know how to take this off. Yes, of course I do. I mean... <laughs> in theory. That's assuming that the person I stole them from was honest about that part. Just do it. All right. As soon as we find the treasure and I get my fair share. <laughs> of course. Yeah, she's consistent, at least. When I kill her, I die. Just as if you left a proximity. <laughs> or 
we could just find the treasure. That's a plan. Yeah. The Daedalus left two hours ago. Oh, poor Daniel. Missed it again. Look, the tablet is written in ancient code, right? I know it's not the lost city of Atlantis we're looking for here, but whatever it is could be worth finding. There's always code and ancient writings. Who would SG-1 be without him? Why are you just going to marry that chick? Yeah. Let's make babies. <laughs> You'll enjoy it eventually, Daniel. Yeah, making babies. It work out so well. I'm sure you have this cipher ready. Yes, why? <laughs> and she's back in her a slightly dominatrix outfit. Yeah, took some doing. Given what happens to the Atlas. You don't have to get back to the car? The council is in recess until tomorrow. Curious? Indeed. Indeed. That's at least two for this episode. <laughs> Yay. Nobody does deadpan stare like Teal'c. He can convey more with a look than some people can with entire Shakespearean speeches. Yeah, you can imagine if he doesn't move for a minute, you have to up to him and tap him to make sure he's not a waxwork or something. Well, you look at that. It's almost as if the team's back together. What is it? Uh, well, this is a portion of the database the Atlantis expedition brought back with them a few weeks ago. Specifically, it's a, a log of the names of the ancients who left the planet when it was under siege from the Wraith and returned to Earth. Thousands of years ago. Thousands of years, you don't really have to worry when you think about ancients. Uh, see, the tablet talks about a treasure, but it doesn't make any specific reference at all to where it is. Well, it is supposed to be here. That's what the person who I stole it from told me. <laughs> He's repeating, I stole yeah. it. Before I stole it from him. Don't ask me what I had to do to distract him. All right, time out. If the tablet doesn't say... It doesn't say specifically, but it, it, it is signed by a guy named Mirden. <laughs> Puzzled expressions all around. You can almost hear the crickets chirping. Never heard of him. That's it, Valor. Breathe in and out. His name also appears in the database. The ancient who carved this tablet is one of the ancients who returned to Earth from Atlantis. Yes. I have an Uncle Marvin. I'm pretty sure I don't know any Merdens. Well, uh, that's because his name in English sounds a little different. It's, have you heard of Merlin? Merlin. King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table Merlin. Yes. Was an ancient. I think so. See, that is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Cam's got a kid in a candy store kind of look. Yeah. A notice change in the deities here, because most of SG-1's been all the Egyptian, Greek, Roman, all that stuff. Now we're going to England. Yeah. I think basically they'd uh, kind of milk those mythologies dry and realize there were quite a few uh, European-based that they could use. And of course, as the story evolves, we learn that Elizabeth Weir has met Merlin. Mm -hmm. They pointed out that Valor is glowing in this scene. They had her lit, so she kind of stood out a bit. Daniel either uh, is very excited or he's a lot of dialogue to say in a very short time, speaking really, really quickly. <laughs> Whenever you've got these sorts of uh, monologues, mm. you all speak it quickly. Rodden is exactly the same. Mm. Well, no, that's just David Hewlett. David Hewlett is excitable. <laughs> so this grail, what's that worth? Oh, bless you, Valor. Come on then, lads, we're going to England. Not exactly off planet, but it's a strange and wonderful place. And be thankful the festival ain't on, so there will be grass beneath your feet. No other sort of grass. Just making that clear. Has anyone ever accidentally hit the red button and set the light switch? <laughs> Have you guys seen Merlin? The show that was on. Yeah, all four seasons of it. There's the fifth season. It was wonderfully awful. At the very end, I think they had where Arthur was laid to rest and where Merlin reappeared at the very end of the last episode was there at Glastonbury Tour. It looks very similar. 
It was. <laughs> I've been there. I've climbed the ruddy hill. It's not that far from you, Mike. Quite a ways. Compared to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> compared to where I'm going to be. I could say compared to me, I'm like, you know, almost halfway yeah. around the world. Dude, I'm going two time zones away. Thank you. Well, two years ago, I wouldn't have believed we'd find an ancient outpost under a mile of ice in Antarctica. I'll call the president. I'm sure he'll want to inform the British Prime Minister. That's the spirit, General. You're getting into the swing of things now. That was fantastic. You talked to Carter yet? Uh, yeah, she can't make it. What? This is huge. We could be on the brink of another major discovery of ancient technology here. I'm sure she'll be interested in whatever we find. Hmm. Hey, try playing hard to get. Now look who's talking. You know, once upon a time, the Prometheus was state-of-the-art. Now it's just mm. the second one. At least they have them blown up. So what do you reckon the range of these things is? Well, Dr. Lee seems to think we need to sit within 100 feet or so. More than half an hour outside that boundary, we begin to feel the effects. You know, if we do find something, I'm thinking maybe Teal and I should check it out. Uh, I miss the Daedalus because of this. If we find a secret ancient base, I'm going. It means we got to take her with us. Good point. Look, I want you there. You know that. I'm just thinking we could stay in radio contact. Lieutenant Colonel Mitchell, please report to Auxiliary Control Room 2. Okay, I admit it. It does seem strange not having Colonel Jack O'Neill or General Jack O'Neill as the first name called. Oh, now this brings back memories. How's that? Isn't this where I beat you up? No. No, I'm pretty sure that right there is where I crushed... All right, excuse me, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Are we there yet? Oh, come on, who can resist doing that? We were able to map around the energy distortion that would have normally fooled deep ground sonar. But realistically, this is a space vessel, right? Yeah. What the hell is he doing on the wheelie? Seriously, well, if you're travelling inertial dampers or not, <laughs> you secure thing to the deck. Hey, ice front, mister. Ice front. Isn't he in eye level with Valor's breast? If you noticed, he took a sneaky peek when she bent <laughs> over his shoulder. That's Lieutenant Marks, played by Martin Christopher. He has the honour of appearing in SG-1, SGA and Stargate Universe as the same character. Clever. I think that's the first actual illusion we've had that they built the ring devices also. The ancients were the gate builders, right? And they invented the rings too. They had to get in and out of there somehow, and I know this ship has rings. It's yeah, yeah, good times, good times. She's right, though. If there are rings down there, we should be able to lock on. But your radios won't work. Looks like we're all going. You'll be on your own. Ladies first. Well, then, after you. Ah, oh dear, Valor can't help herself, can she? And Daniel just puts up with it. Come on. This is fun, right? Joke back to looking built. Has he ever not looked built? <laughs> mm. Quick! And empty. <sighs> I've been this disappointed since Daniel and I had sex. Ow! <laughs> that hurt. Yeah. I get the impression Claudia loved playing this character. Oh, yes. He's talking to you. Echo, echo. A sort of stone. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, Disney hasn't quite copyrighted uh, that image yet. Well, King Arthur once pulled a sword from a stone as proof of his righteousness and royalty. Excalibur. Actually, that's a common misconception. See, Excalibur was forged by the Lady of the Lake at Avalon, but it wasn't given to King Arthur until after the sword he pulled from the stone broke in battle. I'm sure there's a, a dwarf in there with a pair of pliers. 
<laughs> You're gonna try it, aren't you, Cam? <laughs> yep. Heave. Now that picture would make a perfect piece of ad copy for a laxative, wouldn't it? Give it a try, muscles. I'll give you up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll try it on with anyone with a bolt. <laughs> yeah, I really wouldn't, uh, to be honest with you, oh. Carla, because Duke's wives have a tendency to come to a bad end. You knights of the round table, men of honour, followers of the path of righteousness. Only those with wealth of knowledge and truth of spirit shall be given access to the underworld. Merlin's played by Matthew Walker, British actor. He appears in uh, Stargate SG-1 five times. Of course, he's also appeared in uh, Stargate Atlantis in Before I Sleep. And I suppose if all else failed and decides to write a prequel, he can play Dumbledore. <laughs> Certain scholars have speculated that Ambrosius and Arthur were one and the same, but that would have made him 74 years old at the Battle of Mount Baden. <laughs> no time, no time. It's actually quite fascinating. See, Ambrosius was the son of the Emperor Constantine. Yes, yes, yes. Fascinating is the one thing it's not. How do we prove you worthy and get all to be revealed? Yes, let me grasp this shaft and... Mm. <laughs> this is an excellent example of a, a show being able to film in the dark and you see every detail. Make me separate you two. Perhaps there is something in these tunnels. See, that is why he's here. Genius. No, that's not why he's here. Here for information to speed of plot. Let's go wandering off. Can't be any danger, can there? That's almost Freya level in that light. Don't ask me what I'm referring to. <sighs> And Valor walks away, once again left unsatisfied by Daniel. I guess it would have been too easy for them to just leave their stuff laying on the open. See, this is all new, of course, to Cam. Maybe it's just me, but I'm digging this rapport development between the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Teok's never normally this chatty. No. There could be some sort of icky creature down here left behind to protect the treasure. For hundreds of years? Some sort of stasis or hibernation. What if it senses our presence and awakens hungry for human flesh? It doesn't quite sound like an ancient style. Still. I'm sure if there is a monster down here, it's going to be much more scared of you than you are of it. Especially once it gets to know you. <laughs> icky creature. Daniel, you do remember the tomb, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think you would mind much with Vala. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> That's stung a bit. Zipper looks expensive. Hmm. Not. I really wouldn't. <laughs> it's an invitation. Of course, we go into the stone room. Potentially, ring of fiery. <laughs> it's a block of stone. Check us out. <laughs> Actually, he no longer has Junior, so it shouldn't pick him up as... Well, I'd say Daniel knows that there are probably some tests or challenges that we're going to have to pass. Lifting up was probably a mistake. Where's the rogue when you need one? Jackson, can you hear me? Jackson's not here. <laughs> if you immediately know the candlelight is fire... Huh? Nothing. Mm. Obviously not. We're going to cliffhang this, aren't we? <laughs> mm. Oh, no, Daniel, no. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, like, that's a good idea. At least it didn't try and stop it. Okay, the hologram said that only those with the wealth of knowledge and truth of spirit would pass. 
This has to be a test. What does it say? It says the universe is infinite. That seems infinitely not useful. How about this one? The treasure is in this pot. Really? I was hoping for something a little more substantial, but okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Too obvious? Give me a minute. Mm -hmm. hmm. Not a minute. Still not a minute. <laughs> Go straight for it. All right. I am assuming this is some kind of puzzle. In the commentary, pointing out that even with the latest generation of HD cameras they were using for season nine, mm. they had trouble making the flames look real. But they can't argue against $120 for a 45-minute HD videotape mm. against 55 cents for a 35-millimeter film. Mm. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa, man! <laughs> Bullets! Pounce! Yes, Cam, take the intelligent one, not the strong one. <laughs> Worth a try. <laughs> That's a good job he ain't got the underslung grenade launcher. <laughs> that was almost a Jack moment. <laughs> well, if we are led to believe things that happen later on in the seasons. Yeah, you can see too. I'm going to like this guy. Okay, how about this? We open both of them. Whichever one the treasure's in is the right one. No, I think that's the wrong idea. There's two pots here. I think the point of the exercise is to only open one pot. This says treasure is inside. All right, what makes it the obvious first choice? So over to the gold. No. Back to the silver, then. <laughs> Trying to keep Valor away from treasure. Yeah, treasure, yeah. Tiny, period. Like a magpie, isn't she? Or a two-year-old. Yeah. Or a raccoon. Raccoons aren't native to this country. They are around Ew. here. <laughs> Would you stop? What? We're already trapped in here. How much worse can it get? Pointing his pee on him right, that's it. You really have to ask? <laughs> and it happens. How about that much? It was a mistake the moment I said it. The moment. Oh, it's an Indiana Jones moment. <laughs> <laughs> and the beauty of this is that that ceiling was actually being lowered down. It's not a camera trick or anything. And... <laughs> that didn't work. Another indeed. It's three at least. <laughs> it looks like there's a gap in the bottom of the door there. Well, if they uh, go on a diet. <laughs> this one's empty too. I know. That doesn't make sense. I know. Yeah, once you've triggered the puzzle, you know, you can't keep. What the hell's Till doing? Look, I don't think you're strong enough for that, buddy. Hmm. No. Combinations to go. So what do we do? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> you ever get a bad feeling about something? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's a cliffhanger. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah, I think. Like I said, there was a lot going on in this episode. Multiple characters being introduced. Maybe a little too much. I, I've always thought that they tried to do too much too quick with season nine. Oh, I bet did it for that one. A lot of people were put off by it. Although losing Jack, you know, kind of lose a lot of audience. Have you not seen the regeneration cycle? I hate this new Doctor. I want the old one back. No, oh, I suppose he's not bad, but he's not as good as the old one. I like this one. No, you can't get rid of him. <laughs> well, they had to replace one attractive woman with another, so they replaced Sam with Bala. But we got Sam back, so hey, duplicate. No, that would be Ripley Carter. Okay, I gotta read this bit out, if you didn't do so already. Gate Tech Alpha 6 says... A nice introduction to the Cameron Mitchell character. Feels natural and nice reuse and Tartic battle footage again. That was 35 seconds ago. I doubt you've read that at all. <laughs> and as I've said before and as I will say again, 
my favorite alternate universe duplicate of any character is Through a Mirror Darkly Kira, the track alternate universe Kira, whole S&M crazy one. Where she's the governor or whatever of... Yeah, oh, she is completely nuts. Might be <laughs> yeah. worth the risk to try and sleep with that for a night. <laughs> she doesn't really need company to have a, have a good time. She revels in, in her own fire, the beauty of when Kira turned up. Yeah. All the possibilities. <laughs> Although nothing really beat Evil Willow. I think my alternate self is gay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a strong hint. You didn't even realise at the time. Um, oh, the question I was going to ask you was that the woman who played his mother and then I realised the mother I was thinking of is actually in a different... It is, isn't it? Tan's mother appears in season 10, doesn't she? Yeah, when he goes back home. Is it the same woman? Crying mother, Donna White. Stargate SG-1, Avalon Part 1. No, she isn't in any other Stargate. Hmm. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We have a couple of pieces of audio feedback from Brad and Gate Tech Alpha 6. And both of these guys are starting threads on the Gatecast Facebook group as well. Well worth checking out as both delve a little deeper into aspects of the show and they are generating some discussion. We'll start with Brad and his comments on Avalon. Hello Alan and Mike and the Gatecast listeners, Brad here from Australia with my thoughts on SG-1 Series 9 Episode 1, Avalon. A really good introduction to the character of Cameron Mitchell and Ben Browder. His presence is felt in the next two seasons. And um, this is a really good in- introduction to the character. A little bit of backstory. He was flying commander in a squadron of F-302s over the battle for Antarctica. And now he's made a deal with Jack. Pretty much do whatever he wants, and he wants to command SG-1. The only problem is, they're not together anymore. I really like the choice to go from Egyptian mythology into the time of King Arthur and the Round's Table. Daniel says it wasn't the Dark Ages for nothing. We also get Bo Bridges come in as commander of the base, and Claudia Black reprises a role from an earlier episode, and it makes a good dynamic to the team. And although it does feel like a completely different show, it still feels like Stargate. So that are my quick thoughts on Avalon. I'll be on for episode 3, Origin, and I'll do a more detailed opinion on the opening two-parter and the beginning of season 9 on a whole. So that's been me for another day, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye. As Brad says, he will be joining us for next week's show, as well as recording the Atlantis episode, The Intruder, for a later release. Next up is Gate Tech Alpha 6's audio. People of Atari, I'm Nilnak, formerly Lord of Nature and servant of Sokar. I have came to Earth to take a host and reclaim my true name, Apophis. I have taken your SDC technician so I can communicate with you about an upcoming episode of the Gatecast. The Evelyn, two-parter, takes the series in a completely new direction, which was a welcome change. The introduction of Ben Browder, Bill Bridges, and Claudia Black returning to the cast gave the SGC a new dynamic which moved the series forward. And the induction of the Alperian period is a natural progression from the Egyptian mythology. I just wish that Chopper I hadn't been buried so I could gain the knowledge of the ancients from Miriam. Quit your thought, I'll be returning very soon. And the Tauri will be no more. 
Personally, I think the effect works quite well, and maybe Anubis and the other Guo would miss the trick. How funny would it have been if Tilk, after watching Star Wars for the upteenth time, mentioned Darth and his voice? Thanks guys, always a pleasure to receive voicemail, and keep up the excellent work on the Facebook group. We also had some feedback for the SG-1 Season 8 wrap-up show on Facebook. Brad Mull posted, thought you had someone for this calling, and then quoted, Jack, my whole career I've been sticking it to the man. I don't think I can be the man. Carter, well essentially you could do whatever you want, within reason of course, sir. Best dialogue of the season. He went on, Error. The SGC learnt Anubis was hard kill, not easy in lockdown. And then with great power came no responsibility. Yes, I voted about 15 times for most of the episodes this season. There were so many good ones. I don't think my extra couple of votes affected the poll winners though. Now I know for season 2 and 9. Gate Tech Alpha 6 responded, I believe your use of the Apple iOS device is the cause of your IP repeatedly being allowed through the voting stage. What an amazing season of SG-1. We're making deals with the system lords, finally helping the Asgard fight back against the replicators, a change in command staff at the SGC, the Jafar earning their freedom, a disgraced former Senator Kinsey becomes a god, and a wacky time-travelling adventure secures us a nice, brightly glowing, fully charged ZPM, which carries over into SGA Season 2. I was also surprised by the difference in countries that votes came in from. Off that last bit of data before the poll closed, it seems the Russians like SGA more than SG-1. Maybe because Atlantis hasn't had any Russian teams to put red shirts on. Pity you recorded alone. Look forward to next week's discussion on SGA. Another cracking season. Brad replied, Yeah, I think my iPad was the problem. Interested if anyone else actually tried to vote more than once. I replied, It is a simple IP issue. If your ISP regularly changes the IP, then you can vote multiple times. Same for if you change locations on a mobile device. It's not serious. Just making a single choice forces you to give the matter some thought. Brad finished off, next time Gadget, next time. We also got a couple of comments on the SGA Season 1 wrap-up show. Gate Tech Alpha 6, such a strong season. It definitely gained from the writers having 7 years of SG-1 to cut their teeth on. So many plot points introduced that carry over the 5 season run. Some that I never heard of again. Can't wait to listen to the show and the anticipation for Season 9 and 2 grows. Brad replied, late start this morning guys. Hope to get the episode downloaded in the next hour or so. Can't wait to hear how it all came together. Many thanks to everyone posting on Facebook and those who have us in their circles on Google+. Once again, Twitter is very active and really gives you the idea how popular Stargate and its actors are across the globe. Feel free to get in touch with us with news or comments about anything Stargate, Gatecast, or if you think it would be of any interest. We're all fans of the Gate, but we also spread our love for the genre to other shows. We always get a warm and fuzzy feeling when we get some feedback on the show, so if you'd like to send us something, then please do so. We'll endeavour to include it in the next show, or relevant show if that's more appropriate. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using generic Stargate, or more specifically Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular, and you can find us at the Gatecast which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. Okay then, folks, that was Avalon Part 1. Excellent opener to uh, Season 9. Pretty good cliffhanger as well. Any last thoughts, uh, Alan or Thomas? Can't wait for the next part. Always one of my favourite episodes of the series. That was fun. Yep, that will do. Next week, we've got 
the season two premiere of Stargate Atlantis. I hope you can join us for that. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And this is Thomas. See you next week, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Bye.